0: Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slovacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this episode, I talk with my longtime friend, the awesomely talented Rochelle Rack, or as she's known to countless friends and fans, Sass. Now, a quick rundown of her resume, which is way long, includes her many Broadway credits, Fosse, Catch Me If You Can, The Look of Love, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Thou Shalt Not, Oklahoma, and Cats. You'll remember her from her TV appearances on Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition and Dance Moms on Lifetime TV. And from the Broadway documentary, Every Little Step, A Making of a Chorus Line. Now, there are two aspects to this chat. One, two old friends catching up and comparing notes on how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected life. And two, how the life lessons we learn along the way can help us if we, as Sass says, pay attention. In addition to starting her own dance conventions, Ignite Dance Live, which have now gone virtual, she's also starring in a new fitness series for Broadway On Demand called Sass & Shred that she conceived and filmed herself, in lockdown. Oh, and she's also offering her own masterclasses, sassstorm.com, where studios around the country can book her one-on-one for their students, and every class she offers is appropriately named after a form of weather, because as I say, she is a force of nature. Oh, and she's written a musical that she's workshopped with 15 veteran female Broadway performers. Oh, and she's going to college at almost 50. Hashtag slacker, not. As Rochelle says in our chat, for so long we think we have this one chapter, but it's just one part of us, and it takes a belief in yourself to announce, I have something to say in a different way. Another sassism stop worrying about how to do it better. Do it better. The point here is make things happen for yourself. Just say, yes. A side note here, since this is the world of COVID right now, I chatted and recorded with Sass using Zoom since it is the app of the day. It was a fun way to actually see her as we spoke, so along the way, you'll hear me in the background responding to her since Zoom only records on one track. Normally in my interviews, I take me out of a lot of the audio when my guests are talking because you all hear enough of me. But this is my first experience recording with Zoom, so you're going to hear me say "Uh uh-huh a little bit. Oh, and did I mention Rochelle comes complete with her own theme song? A few years ago, she released an album, of course, with the title track, Sass. Take a listen, and then we'll chat with the amazing Rochelle Rack. Oh my God, you look awesome. Oh, you uh, look
1: great.
0: How are you? I'm good. You know, it's so weird in this COVID world, we all keep asking ourselves that, and I don't know about you, but it hasn't impacted me firsthand that I haven't gotten sick or no one close to me has gotten sick. I know people who have. It's just this thing that's always there. I'm, I just was reading about a vaccine that's showing promising results by Moderna, On the other hand, I hear the Trump administration is trying to rush a vaccine out. Of course. And people are already a little afraid about vaccines as it is because we really want them tested if we're going to take it. We really want them tested. And I'm just like, "Mm, I can wait a few months. (laughs) I can sit at home. I'm good.
1: (laughs) Yes. And that's me too. So am I. Having my mother, who's 82, live with us.
0: I was going to ask about that.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's definitely puts a different perspective on it because it's not just about me being healthy or as my six year old. So I have six and eighty two. So I'm like, I don't know which which one to run after first. First of all, <laughs> regular life and like who who needs me more. It's definitely just been very specific in like decision making. It really helps you to be clear. Like you know, yeah. what Rochelle would do for Rochelle is right. totally different and maybe more um. I guess I would take, maybe take more risks or I'm not without a mask, but at least go different places. I literally, Randy, I was like charged a pool in March. I was like, I'm buying a pool. We're staying home. We're not leaving. Like this is going to be the resort. That was was like the best decision I ever made. That was like the best home Depot charge I ever made in our community. There's been a lot of heartache. I've seen more posts of people that have, in some way been in my life, maybe not directly within a show, but the wife of, or husband of, or, you Did you know,
0: know Nick Cordero?
1: I know his. I knew his wife, his Amanda, wife. and I know yeah. who he is. I've met him before, but mm-hmm. the love around him and the people that he knew and the shows that he did, I knew a lot of those people, and I knew Amanda Klutz. She was just starting. I was just finishing, but you <laughs> know, that, that ability to connect with one another, that's what, you know, that's what this community is about. I was mourning and praying for him every day. Yeah. And it was, it was very interesting to feel that connection to someone and their, because of their story. I thought mm-hmm. that was just remarkable. So I was affected by that. And, you know, through all of this, you know, seeing so many people lose their complete, like including myself, every job that was on the books yeah. disappeared you know, gone, like within a day. Like you're like- Well, we're oh, going to
0: get to that in a second. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because SAS doesn't sit down for long. <laughs> <laughs> they can try. <laughs> <laughs> it It's true. Everything changed in so many ways. I do want to say about the community thing. I always say this about the, the Broadway community that we're both lucky to be a part of, is we're we're such a tribe because we are just so- there and people are so giving and i don't mean to to brag on us but but the people we know and for instance i totally thought of you recently during the virtual broadway bears which was beautifully produced but i missed my wonder woman i missed my sass you know you were such a mainstay at broadway bears and you have such fans from that but it reminded me how for so 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 many years the broadway community has gotten together they give it themselves freely constantly things that they get paid thousands of dollars a week to do we you show up and learn hard dance numbers or sing or you and just give it all up and it raises millions for people it's it's such a great community to be a, to be a part of
1: it is and you know randy speaking of broadway bears this year i was on um like a pre-show call phone call with mm. like a zoom call huh. with jerry and nick and like a few um d- people making donations or wanting to kind of have that insight that like stories of oh that's so awesome. it was really cool again it was like try to how can you donate your time Thanks. sure you know you'll be there and I was—I feel so fortunate because on that call, Nick had done something last year and raised like $150,000 in one event over, you know, that he had put together. And these two gentlemen on the call—they matched that, like on the call. And I—I I was so—I was like, even people that have it, Randy, like mm-hmm. they don't have to give it. And you know, certainly now they're holding on to it because of fear. And I just watched these two gentlemen like. Don't, it still hits me now, $150,000. I just remember that feeling and I thought, I'm a part of something Mm -hmm. that's like beyond any of that fulfillment that you have when you're young where you're like, I just want to be on stage. Right, it was a whole
0: nother thing back then, wasn't it?
1: It's so much bigger than that. And you you really take it in when, when those moments happen. So in a small way, I was a part of Broadway Bears in the best way that I could be. I had a lot of friends that say, There wasn't enough clips of Wonder Woman. No, there
0: were were not enough clips for Wonder Woman.
1: I'm gonna have to see that spin again sometime.
0: Right, we we really missed you. But it it (laughs) reminded me of all that and how they get together and all of our friends that aren't working right now, because Broadway's shut down. Everyone's having to think of new things to do to make a living and and also to thrive because as creative people, that's what we do is if, if, can you imagine you not doing anything? No. (laughs) So let's talk about you in COVID land, Rochelle Rack in COVID land. So you just sat down and cried and done nothing, right? No.
1: Oh yes. I cried a lot when I had to teach kindergarten. Well,
0: I was gonna, <laughs> so, so let's start to, first, cause you have a thousand things, surprise, going on at one time. So first of all, you started a dance convention Yes. Like, basically in the middle of a pandemic. You, you have Ignite Dance Live, where you do virtual dance conventions. Tell me, because you do it virtually, you judge, you have a panel. Like, Lenore Nimitz, Lenore, Neff- Broadway legend. All these great people. Tell me about the convention.
1: So the dance convention, it started... Right, last year we tried to do something lot li- mm-hmm. it was a live experience and it was mm-hmm. kind of bringing randy ignite dance live is bringing people that have lived it or are living it right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. on the panel so that it's not something they did maybe in the past it's still a part of their life whether they're a associate choreographer creator or a dancer okay. and it's that connector of we're not giving awards we're not giving first second and third place we're not critiquing your choreographer we're talking about you your performance, what you need to work on. And there's a connection. So I tried to make it that the student comes out on stage, if we're in person and with their teacher or by themselves and the panel actually talks to the student right after their number.
0: Awesome.
1: So you're not rushed. To get off, yeah. or you're not getting, you're not getting a, a score, essentially. And then we went virtual because we had a schedule in Pittsburgh last year. All of this people, you know, it was in the middle of winter. And then we just decided as a company, let's try virtual. Let's see if people have videos to submit. I reached out to my friends, but the people that said yes to be on this panel, from Jerry Mitchell to Joey Peasy to, you know, I mean Kelly, the list goes on to yeah. people that are my peers, Lori Cognac and Karine Planet to teach and Mm -hmm. you know they want they liked the idea that it wasn't a competition with medals and awards and it was about the connectors randy sometimes i think how did we ever get a break because i didn't know anyone or anything
0: absolutely absolutely well you know my first year in new york was like being sentenced to siberia i moved there right after college and it was i always tell people this about my early journey was that You know, I'm not going to put myself down and say I wasn't talented. I did well at auditions, but you know as well as I do when people don't know you and casting directors don't know you. You know, they know the people they know for years. So I would go to auditions for Broadway shows, national tours, blah, blah, blah. And a a lot of the time I would get to the end. But if you don't have those relationships, if they don't know you, you would later hear, oh, they liked you. It's just, we know Joanne Hunter and Rochelle Rack and Caitlin Carter and Marianne Lamb, and we're going to hire them. Yes. Because we know them. And Cats, where we met, was my first, I went to an audition for a brand new company, our company, didn't know anyone, this is back when you really went to a Broadway theater, on stage, 200 people, blah, blah, blah. And I'll never forget my first audition, like 200 guys, they cut, they said, okay, everyone who tumbles, get ready to tumble, and Randy, please stay. (laughs) And then you just try. And T. Michael Reed took a chance on me. I was nobody. Now I'm a principal in a national tour.
1: Uh, I know.
0: And but I you mean, need that. Someone's got to believe a, in you.
1: Someone has to believe in you and someone has to see something. Mm-hmm. And with that show being your first break i was you know in pittsburgh (laughs) auditioned at the benedem at an open call i was a senior in high school and i wanted to see how i did compared to the people that were going to college because i had planned on going to new york and it was kind of like a let me see how how i do where am i kind of thing so i remember (laughs) that well and i think of Andrew Zerman and Johnson Liff and Tara Rubin. And she still says to this day, I met Rochelle when she was 16. You know, every time I see her, she, you know, <laughs> does she? You, you think about that. And I remember understudying Grizabella, even though I didn't get to go on, I remember being in an understudy rehearsal with Jeff Lee, with Richard, with mm-hmm. the, the big wigs. Then it was, and I just remember thinking, they said to me, Rochelle, just, you know, just feel the note, feel the note. And I said, oh, I feel it. I just can't hit it. <laughs> and if I think back, I'm this 17-year-old going, to me, you know? Right, right. You're like, how the hell did I get here? Yeah. But I'm so grateful because it's funny, Randy, because that one show, whether it's a third national tour second, that one show that was an equity show, it put me on the map mm-hmm. that whenever I went to the next audition, it almost made me legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's done something right. and she's 17 or 18 right. or whatever. So I'm so like, I think back to that. And I think, you know, life, destiny, those are the things that that matter. And that's that connector that we talk about often in show business. You know, it's not that the fix is in, but it certainly helps when you say, could you see this person or I've worked with her on mm-hmm. this and I know her work like that oh, yeah. helps you.
0: So I can tell you as a choreographer, if someone says to me, oh, a friend of mine's going coming to the audition. And again, this isn't stacking the deck in any way, but I always, I'll, I'll remember their name, even if all I'm going to do is be able to give back feedback later to say, yeah. okay, this is Rochelle's friend. I want to make sure I pay attention. If we don't hire them, at least I can give some feedback or something. But it means something if someone mentions your name. You know, when I was auditioning back in those days, I was auditioning with Rob Ashford, Jerry Mitchell, Chris Catelli, Andy Blankenbuehler. This is who I changed clothes with <laughs> in the changing room. But it does go back to that idea of community. We were talking about like Broadway Bears and everything. In terms of though thinking about how you stack up. So at the dance convention with, with Ignite Dance, you're able to like actually do that. Cause I've done a little bit of dance convention judging, which mm-hmm. can just burn my brain out. Because that thing you mentioned like a score and you're trying to like, you're watching something you're that media- they want feedback. So you're trying to think of something wise to say, upper body, point your feet. Oh, there's a lot of points. But I don't ever feel like anyone's getting much out of that.
1: Imagine taking out the rush of that and Mm -hmm. actually watching it and then retaining because we're able, even if we're making three key points to say, when you did this, I felt it, or the storytelling through the end got better. Mm-hmm. When you're seeing at something, a piece of work as more of a piece and you're not looking at it as a score and did I say enough, mm-hmm. you're actually looking at a person. And that person now, because we've done it on the StreamYard, we've done it virtually, we bring the student to the, onto the screen with the three panelists. So, uh, you know, Charlie, okay. Charlie Sutton, who is in rehearsal to do one of the first ever Broadway shows for Netflix, you know, Diana, he's the associate yeah. choreographer. He's been on all of the virtual shows with me he's giving you the feedback. You know, you're getting a private lesson as an honor. So we pick three dancers that get the honor of a private lesson, 30 minutes, time, We can do a talk. You can talk. We can dance a little. And Derek Paquette, who is also a young, Mm -hmm. incredible dancer who was on So You Think You Could Dance, but also World of Dance, who is like an astounding human being. So those are the the connectors I'm talking about. And when Charlie says, you know, if you're 17, you know, their 17-year-old was on today, you know, for class. And when you get to New York, make sure you audition for me. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the things that will will matter that I don't think we're getting enough of that. I think we're getting great teachers, great convention experiences, rock on, you know, that kind of vibe. But the real connectors of what about work? What about about that mentorship? So that's been kind of like a goal for me. You know, you're just finding it. It's getting the word out there, Ignite Dance Live. What is it? Finding the audience. And, you know, if you know me, you know I'm just going to, find a way to, to break that boundary and just say, this is what we are. Yeah. This is what we're doing that's different.
0: Well, I watched a few episodes and it's amazing, the energy and just that moment-to-moment contact that people can have. And while it's fresh in your minds that you can give that feedback and, it, and it's not this generic thing or whatever. You know, the interesting thing about dance conventions for me that just always blows me away. Again, I couldn't do turns in second. I somehow became the Magic of Miss I don't know about that. Kids today. I, I think of you, your first appearance on Dance Moms, you choreographed, was, was that the Gold Digger?
1: Gold Digger, yes, Gold Digger.
0: I remember watching that, and everyone in the middle of the dance number throws an aerial and lands it and goes on.
1: So, <laughs> Did you know, you as, knew it was me. Yeah, Just, <laughs> like,
0: they're like 10 years old, and not only can they bot with these gorgeous feet and they can do four pirouettes or five pirouettes, they, they all can throw an aerial.
1: Yes, and all in time. direction and some of them both directions. Which side would you look? Because
0: right. like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I used to joke with your friend Susan Stroman because you 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 auditioned for Stro. You were in Thou Shalt Not and Oklahoma for her. I was actually auditioning for Thou Shalt Not the day I got. Follies, the first revival, I'm that old, I was in the first revival, there's been another since. I was in auditions for Thou Shall Not. and I used to always joke with her, because you would dance for her, they'd keep you, and they'd always ask, you play any musical instruments, do you tumble? And she, the first time I ever said it, she didn't know how to take me, because I I stepped up and I said, "Um, I shake a mean tambourine, and I can do cartwheels to the left and right. (laughs) And I thought I was being so cute, and she's like... (laughs) (laughs) And, and then she kind of got used to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, and uh, I talk about in show business with my friends or my peers, but there is a time also where you're doing all of these shows and it's, you know, going through hoops and jumping through hoops, and mm-hmm. you know, I just remember like, you know, in Fosse, there's someone who would give just like a slow burn and just a nod, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. when do I get to be that that right.
0: girl? Oh, when I know <laughs> those people, yeah. <laughs>
1: And and it's like, when do I, Angie Shore and I talk about it all the time. She's like, she taught me orchestra, balcony, wait, orchestra, balcony, balcony, orchestra with just your eyes, right? And I said, Angie, how is it that you're in every, anything you're on, you're in the screen, whether you're the star or with the star, and it's just you. And she's like, Sass, it's orchestra, balcony, balcony, orchestra. And I'm like, I'm stealing that, I'm stealing it. it. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) but some of us are meant to be the turns and second aerial you know that's yeah. that's who you are it's the energy that you have and i try to tell these kids because i have a lot of students around the world that are like I say, does it hurt? Because it hurts for me. Like my leg never just went to my ear. It was never easy, but my strength was my power and -hmm. my flexibility wasn't, or maybe I wasn't as technical as others, but my heart was more open. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's always finding that balance in what dancer or performer are you? And I talk often about the singing, the element of that. I I can't tell you how many students I've told at 14, let's start singing, let's, and they just want to shy, shy shy away from it and at 18 they're like can you teach me a song i have an audition in a yeah. week you know yeah. you're yeah. like yeah. Oh! you know i'm just a big promoter of like everyone has a voice and it mm-hmm. might be a small it might be an, an octave or eight mm-hmm. notes or five notes and it can grow just like your develop just like your 27 turns in second, But when I did Dance Moms and those girls, when I went in, there's always trickery, first of all, around reality, as we know, a little bit. And I was supposed to teach something in the style of flash dance, and the day I got there, you know, fully Uh. choreographed in my brain, did all the work, I'm on the road, and they say, actually, you know, there's, there's kind of a conflict between Sony and Lifetime, we can't do flash dance idea. But, you know, Abby says, you're, you know, you're a master of Fosse. And I'm thinking, mm. I'm on set, ready to teach everything I planned. And now I'm going to do something in the style of Fosse. and Fossify
0: to-
1: it. <laughs> I'm going to You know, so Those things, like people ask me oh. all the time, well, is reality, is it real? I'm like, there's always a sense of real, which is mm-hmm. right as you're about to walk into a situation, that's when they throw you a curve.
0: Oh. oh. That's
1: where you're... They get that reaction. It's not often oh. where it's completely fake. And by the way, you know, and then, yeah. Cam, oh, you're going to get my real reaction here. Oh, wow. Those things, those are funny things. And I had no idea. You want to talk about, I left Pippin to do Flash Dance. And I remember it was, uh, you know, a big That's deal. Right. And it was very last minute. We were just about to go into the theater. And, you know, I had done oh. it, Randy. I had done Fosse. I had, yeah. do- I loved Pippin, yeah. but I left to do flash dance because of Sergio saying, you know, Sass, you already, you know, you've already done this. You've done yeah. you know, come and do yeah. flash dance. I wanted to do this great part opening in my hometown, Pittsburgh, about Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And so I left and it was the right decision for me. It's not right. always easy to singe bridges, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point where you have to make those decisions, you know, so Flash Dance led to opening night, led to Abby Lee being there, led to me being on Dance Moms, led to me being offered, you know, the interview to be a judge on Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition. Ah. Had I stayed in Pippin, Mm-hmm. And understudied and done it, and it would have run a year, and it yeah. would have been the same another Broadway show. I might have gotten the the Gypsy Legacy Award, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I never got that one. I'm the Gypsy without the robe, honey.
0: How are you? How's that possible that you don't have a robe?
1: Not a robe. no oh my robe. God, I need my own sass robe. Damn like it.
0: Cats, Fosse, Oklahoma, Thou Shalt Not, The Look of Love, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Catch Me hey. If You Can, Girl, You Need a Robe.
1: And then there was pip, yeah, then there was pip and sweet mm-hmm. love success, like all the ones you can 't do right. but it 's funny like how there is a time where you have to be like, "What do I want, and mm-hmm. those yeah. because we 're so open to constantly being pick me, being hired, survival, mm-hmm. speaking you know of survival, just watching all of this that you work for, I think I was most affected watching when Broadway was shutting down, but I was thinking about the people, the 33, or exactly, I'm not sure, cast members of West Side Story that were making their debut. I was thinking of the people that were making, that finally got that shot, that like took, you know, I know what it takes. You just, I couldn't help but think of that, that feeling, you know, how devastating that is, you know, for everyone.
0: T. Oliver Reed shared, who obviously, you know, T shared that when the call came that they were shutting down, they were in a put-in rehearsal for Town for a young actor to make his Broadway debut going on for the lead. And it was an afternoon put-in, producers called and said, we're shutting down for a couple of weeks, and then here we are, all these later. But imagine the heartbreak, like, his family had flown in for that performance that night, because, you know, as a cover, you don't know if you're going on a whole lot. or You're right too. It's so interesting who we are from 17, 18, 19 years old. We just want to be there. And the the stages we go through as people to get there. I mean, and that's called growing up, I guess.
1: (laughs) It is. And sometimes in show business, it's hard because you're constantly, Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, there's, I don't just get to dance or sing. I have to be selected. I have to be picked. I have to be asked to do that. And when you get to point randy where you're like i pick me like this is just what i do this is who i am and you stop waiting for others to pick you you can start to have your own path it takes a lot of fear we're like fear-based creatures right. of dan, you know dan i i remember hearing like actors say you know there's no wrong choice there's no wrong choice you yeah. know it can be say a line like this or like that and I thought, you know, as a dancer, first, you know, you're right or you're wrong. And you're right. Oh, yeah.
0: Happened, you know? Oh, absolutely. And you just want to be picked. And so it, 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 you focus more on the fear almost than the actual just being you on a stage and making choice. And then you see the difference when someone isn't afraid to make a choice. One of the best acting lessons I ever had, and I'm sure you probably went through something like this at some point. I assisted Chet Walker on a production of a course line up in Lake Tahoe, and I assisted him. I was dance captain. I covered five roles. And the day after we opened, our Bobby was chewing gum, and it got stuck in his throat in the gym while he was exercising, and he passed out, and he like couldn't do the show that night. He ended up being fine. Our cover wasn't ready, and I wasn't covering Bobby, but I knew it, and I always, I guess, I always knew that I would grow into being a Bobby someday. So I went on. Here was the lesson. I knew no one was in the back of the theater taking notes to correct me later and tell me everything I was doing wrong. I knew that. I knew that everyone was there for pulling for me. So when I stepped out of line for Bobby's monologue, I just went. And and I'm not saying I was brilliant or I sucked or whatever, but I remember feeling, just go don't judge yourself, don't filter yourself, just be an actor, make the choices you need to make. And because I knew there wasn't anyone with a clipboard in the back of the theater, putting their head down and writing something, else, it was one of the most freeing things that ever happened to me. And, and Chet was very appreciative and it went well, knock on wood. I remember thinking, oh, that's what we have to do. And then if, and you know if someone wants to give you a note, they give you a note. But when, you, when you're that committed and you're not filtering yourself, whether it comes to dance or singing or acting, Absolutely. it's amazing how, because you talk about that connection, how, you make pe- how performers make you feel in competition, like on Dance Moms and, and on Ignite Dance videos. I've seen you're like, I, wanna, I want you to make me feel something. I and I know that's that kind of X factor that you, you can only just do for yourself at some point. Yes. Like then- you doing in Fosse... I got you. You could not do, and you know, you're legendary for that now. You could not do what you did if you didn't know, I am so in the pocket. Not ego, but just knowing.
1: Yeah, there's a big difference of the balance of ego. People, you know, it can be misunderstood for sure, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely knowing and trusting. And, you know, like they say in a monologue or an acting class, you have to do it, do it, do it, do it, and then drop it. And then you have to be in it that's right you know? but it's the same when you're practicing and i was the understudy and you know i was the understudy because gwen verdon one day wanted to see who else knew numbers you know uh, and it was just a random day in toronto i will never forget it and i i did the number totally different than what was being done just a, a little bit of you know in the fossy pocket of course mm-hmm. but with a new maybe idea i don't know a more of a bite the apple good idea. for you yeah <laughs> and um but she remembered it i remember her saying to me do you know do you know anything else you know and i no. i thought i'm sure as hell gonna learn something else you know, uh-huh, yeah. right but those opportunities then i became you know then when they were looking for other people you know valerie pettiford i was a I think I became the first cover because I went in, and this is once again, you do, Randy, while you're in a show, you're always auditioning for another situation Mm -hmm. within the show, which I learned in Fosse early on. So I was becoming the first understudy to Valerie Pettiford, who, by the way, I learned how to be the person, you know, the star from her. She Mm -hmm. called me at 10 a.m. You know, these things matter, like 10 a.m. during previews and said, Sass, you're gonna be on. If there's anything you need i'm here for you call me like those are the people that i learned from that's how you handle yourself mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. how you handle that's how you're the star. That's why she and I, like that connection is forever. I hope that I will always be that way. You know, those are the things you carry with you. And we all have our path. I don't think you learn that also, Randy, till you're a little bit older. Yeah, I wrote this whole pitch about um, Nemesis. You know, when you get to the final, you know when you're going to your final audition of your audition of the audition and you think, very end, and you haven't ever, like it's just you. And then all of a sudden, There's that one person that's always up for the same part that you are in the, you know, everyone has one. And you never have to name them. But that person, now I want to do a story on, you know, is that, um, does that person really affect the way you perform at that audition? Does that person driving you to be better? Like, how is that little relationship that's so kind of unknown, untouched, it does something to Mm -hmm. you? And it's Mm -hmm. just... I find it so fascinating, now it's about, I I learned this as well from every little step and with A Chorus Line, speaking of A Chorus Mm -hmm. Line, you can't repeat, if you wanna be a great actor, an actress, or a director, Mm -hmm. no one can ever reinvent a moment completely. I learned, I had to learn that. You You can touch on the emotion, what was I thinking, try to go back, but ultimately, starting over is the better choice as an actress or an Mm -hmm. actor. And I remember finally getting to do a chorus line at Paper Mill, meeting Kelly Bishop, and, like, that, you know, that moment that you said when you stepped forward, you felt free? Mm -hmm. And I felt for the first time, I'm no longer trying to live up to the idea of Rochelle Rack. Like, I honestly started to feel like I was auditioning to live up to who people thought I was. And that became exhausting. Because you can't. Yeah. You know, you're a legend, honey.
0: And, and, and you are. I was I was gonna underscore that because you do have this awesome reputation. I'm not just kissing your ass because oh. we're talking. You oh. you are a workhorse, everybody knows it. You're the last to leave rehearsal, everybody knows it. And so I can imagine the idea of living up to the legend of Rochelle Rack, when you just wanna be Rochelle Rack and finding that spot again and not feeling like you have to prove anything. You know, the interesting thing about the nemesis, by the way, is, yeah, I did have one, won't name them. Got two Broadway shows that were promised to me or were going to be mine, same guy, got them. It's a dual-edged sword about those people in your life because on one hand, they do inspire you like, oh, I gotta, oh, they're here. Oh, I'm gonna, I gotta step up and be on my game. But on the other hand, then you realize A long time later, I have no control over what they're going to choose. All I can bring is Randy. Rochelle brings Rochelle, and they're going to pick Randy or Rochelle. We're probably not between the two of us, but-
1: Maybe, we could be one. Maybe,
0: maybe. What I've now learned as a director and choreographer on the other side of the table is so much is going on. And like when I'm watching dancers, I keep the dancers that catch my eye. And someone else may have been good on a scale of 10, like a seven or eight. But if you happen to be dancing and someone catches your eye, I might miss them. So it's not that you over here were bad or you weren't good enough. It's just, I just happen to look that way. I remember being in an audition for something. You know how when when you audition, it's downstage, upstage, downstage, upstage in a staggered formation so that everyone can see. The worst place to be is the upstage left position because if the choreographer's center, it's possible number three is gonna block Mr. Number Four, Mm -hmm. Well, I was in the number four position way too often and I had, I would get cut and people would say, Randy, they did not see you. You go back in there and tell them like, yeah, I'm going to go walk back in and say, Jerry Mitchell, you didn't see me. You really need to see me dance again. (laughs) Some days that's the day. Some days it's luck. Some days all you can do, well, every day, the only thing you can do is bring your best. And either they see you or they don't, or maybe you're not the flavor they were looking for. I remember before I got Cats, I remember there was a, an off-Broadway musical about the Pied Piper of Hamelin. How I remember these stupid things, I don't know. I spent an entire day dancing for this off-Broadway production of the Pied Piper of Hamelin. And they went through five cuts at the end of the day. Now remember, at this point, I'm 22. At the end of the day, they cut us and they said, Now, so just so you know, you've all been really great, but you know, with there are multiple roles to play and everyone has to play the adults and the children. And they like, What am I? And doing? I was a young 22. I'm like, I looked like this six hours ago. Why did you even keep me? I had to ask my ass off. They liked because me and they, they kept me. Because they could. And they could. And you stay. And so, you know, I danced all day. And at the end of the day, I at least walked out and said, well, it was, it's not my fault. You know, they like me, I just don't look like I can play a parent. I couldn't this morning either, but they can. anyway. But let's talk about other things, because I want
1: to, Yes, I again,
0: love- so you have the dance convention Ignite going on.
1: One, one chapter.
0: Now, the one thing, but you're also doing a fitness series for Broadway On Demand?
1: Yes. So Broadway on Demand, the fitness show, we've come up with the title, it's called Sass and Shred. Of course. And I made the idea um, to be more of, Randy, fit for your body rather mm. than, you're not gonna be fit for how I look My or body. how right. a dancer looks, but let's find what feels fit for us, wherever we are. If it's mm-hmm. shred a little, a pound, a couple pounds, feel a little bit better. So, and it was also kind of the concept of pitching an idea they had reached out to me, they, you know, I, I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm trying to, to be proactive in pitching ideas, writing ideas. So my life has taken a course of creating content, so to mm-hmm. speak, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I want to do, not just for myself, but for others. So this was a part of it. And when they reached out, it was like, again, do you have, would you be interested? And I immediately wrote 10 episodes, what they would be, what they, and I had that in within a day. And so there's something about that, that, you know, a few years ago I would, I would have been like, oh, I, I don't know if I do that or can yeah. I write that? So yeah. that kind of stuff that happens, I always tell young dancers and creators, stop waiting to be selected and start, instead of thinking about how you would do it better, do it better or write it differently or make your own decisions. Like That's right. I spent a decade of saying, of like knowing, not because I was arrogant, but because I was paying attention. You know, in paying attention, you see what works and doesn't, in choreography, in direction, without without a degree from wherever. Really, you you pay attention, you can see and learn so much. So that happens for me, that it happened, Sass and Shred, they, they got 15 episodes. I learned like a major learning curve. I was scared to death. Two cameras, two iPhones, all of these lights were sent to me i set it up a microphone a belt i'm uploading microphone like i was like oh my god I'm never going to i'm not going to make it i'm not going to make it like i'm not going to make it right. and it wasn't enough to write the show to come up with the 15 minute episode and you know but i had to film it upload it send it like yeah i mean who am i i mean wow. you, 20, 20 i'm going to be 50 in 2020 i mean do you think I'm oh my getting-
0: god Oh so, my God!
1: But by saying yes all of these years, and also not thinking of myself in a in that little box that so many casting directors or people want to put you in, and saying that's not me, that's right. not what right. I do. Right. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Finding your voice, and that doesn't mean just to talk about what people aren't doing or that you can right. do better. Do it. To be out on Broadway on Demand, which is a new platform, thirty-one new ideas, new shows from classes to fitness to yoga to interviews awesome. to backstage. You know, they're trying to give that energy. It's like ten dollars a month, and it's a way for people to to get content with right. people that are in COVID, living in all of this, and still doing. And I think that's fantastic.
0: Okay, and don't stop there. Broadway On Demand, and you have Ignite, you also have your own website, sassstorm.com. Yes. And not only with the convention itself, but one-on-one with Rochelle, people can book you. And what I love is you have all these classes that people can book virtually, Yes. By going to your website sassstorm.com, but you you call all of the classes depending on what they are some form of weather Some kind of force of nature, which is what I know what you're thinking But like a, a tap class is called meteor intro to acting is lightning audition class is Hailstorm, and I love this and people can go to your website. They can book you they can a, a dance studio can book you Yes as a as a weekend thing
1: as a weekend so the goal i was going out and you know doing a lot of master classes mm-hmm. through my career and you know, some people, some studios don't want to go to maybe a big convention or bring right. their whole school and have that expense of the weekend at a hotel. Some people, it's too much. Mm-hmm. So why not go as a one package idea? And this is after COVID and this is when it's safe to go, mm-hmm. where I have all of that knowledge. I am a tapper. I have an intro to acting. We can do some singing. We can we can break that barrier mm-hmm. and start some new things. And they get to pick from that kind of a la carte children. Right. of what storm do you want because oh, I'm that's just awesome them all so that that concept has been kind of brewing and i thought what a better time and you know my dear friend marty thomas who has been a part of so many different chapters of my life helped me to design that website and he's just you know you talk about friendships and someone that you meet at like a one woman show or like you become friends that's the community too right. i think right. about those those friendships and it's like When you ask someone to help you and they do, whether it's a website, you're hosting and all of that, that's what we do for one another. That's my like convention teaching world, Randy. You know, since October, I don't want to sound like, oh my God, does this girl think she has so much talent? I don't. I just know that I have something in here that Mm -hmm. says do it. And when it does that, I write it. I -hmm. do it. I follow it, so I wrote a musical and I pitched it to my friend Jerry Mitchell, like a, literally in person. And it has evolved from that idea to another idea with the help of probably 15 Broadway women, wow. and I mean, from Katie Huffman to Felicia Finley to Angie Schwartz to Katie Weber. I mean, the people to to tell this story via Zoom, to write songs with my friend Stephen Jamail, and to trust myself enough to say. I want to write a musical in the now about going to one place to have an interview and no one really knowing why they've been asked to be there. I've had a couple of readings, Randy, and it's unbelievable to just trust yourself and say and take the notes from the actors Mm -hmm. to hear from your peers and to go back and rewrite and come back again. And the best thing about right now is that people are taking time Mm -hmm. because we never had any time before. I
0: know. No, and you're right.
1: You do have any time no. to do anything besides what needed to be done. It's such a blessing, not, not being trapped at home, but what a blessing to be able to reinvent yourself to say, I have more time for others.
0: And it's amazing we always have. We just didn't know it. Isn't that strange? And this thing happens, and out of this horribleness of the COVID-19 pandemic that has happened, we were talking about earlier, but- you do find that good things come out of it. The old saying, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, here we are, we have to figure something out. We can't just sit here and roll over and go away. And so here you are, you're like virtual (laughs) dance conventions and Sass Storm and writing a musical and raising your six-year-old and taking care of your mother. And by the way, are you going to college right now? Yes. Yes. So you used to joke with us, oh, I, I never went to college, I went to Cats.
1: Because you joined us
0: when you were 17.
1: That's my saying for 30 years, is on my Facebook page. I didn't go to college, I went to Cats. <laughs> so, and that is, it stood the test of time, honey. That's like... Well,
0: the good material.
1: You know, the LEAP program, which is big in the dance community in mm-hmm. New York, Las Vegas, LA. You know, I thought about it a few years ago and I realized... You know, Randy, with all of the experience and all of the knowledge and who knows where my life is going to go without the beginning of that piece of paper, Mm -hmm. if I'm in my 50s and I want to make a change and say I would like to teach at a college, I'd like to direct at a college, I can't make those steps to the places I would like to go without Mm -hmm. it. The thing is like when you have a child and you're you're you feel like oh my god I can't believe this happened to me I'm 43 years old I have you know I have a daughter I'm you know this was the greatest gift in my life and I thought what better example can I be whether I use the degree or not to say mm-hmm. you can always finish school you can oh, yeah. always be educated you know she sees me what are you doing mama oh I'm studying I'm studying I'm taking you know a challenge I have a challenge on Sunday of a test and that example i wouldn't trade it for the world i'm a i literally take two classes a calendar year but uh-huh. i said by the time i'm like 52 and a half or 53 <laughs> i'm going to have that ba in dance people are like you're getting awesome. a ba in dance like they just can't even I, why
0: and i don't know i feel for your instructors because with the life experience that you've had it's almost like um What am I going to teach Rochelle Rack? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's great. And I think it's awesome. But can I tell you, when you say by 52 and a half, you know, my best friend, Carly, I don't know if you remember her. She used to come visit out of Cats. At 45, decided she was an executive in hotels, like by accident, started out as a room service taker, as an actress, part-time, became a room service manager, went to human resources, became this huge, huge, high-paying figure. But she quit all that, went to seminary at 45. She is now a bishop of the Episcopal Church.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: Went to seminary at 45. So the reason I mentioned that is, so you go to school at 47, 48. The time's going to go by no matter what.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) that's what my mother says. She said, Rochelle, you're going to be 52 either way. 53, it's coming it's so true god bless her that's so i love to hear that (laughs) and i was inspired i have a friend i mean he played rusty in starlight express in germany and i was pearl and he was my rusty bernie blanks and yes is you know he went to nursing school at 50 Mm -hmm. and is a nurse practitioner in his 50s and like Mm -hmm. that i kept thinking if you know and he'd kill me now if bernie can do it i can do it (laughs) right but you do you kind of look at it and you go you know for so long, Randy, we think we have this one chapter and mm-hmm. one idea of ourselves and one thing, and it's just a part it's a part of us. Mm-hmm. It takes that belief in your and belief from others and also follow through to say, "You know what, I have something to say in a different way, even in writing the pitches for reality or and just having the guts to pitch them once you're a part of something, you know you have to be able to say. I'm gonna put this out there no matter what. And yeah. I'm I'm so used to taking notes that mm-hmm. it's not gonna hurt me. It's not gonna right. hurt me. It's a no, a no, a no. I mean, that's I'm good with no. That's the thing. It's I have some friends and they're like, How did you take notes all the time? Like they can they can barely take one bit of direction mm-hmm. from like the normal what we call the normal business world. And I'm like a lifetime of show business. Honey. Yeah, that's just
0: it. keep swimming. You're writing a musical, you're going to school, you're starting this dance convention, you have Sass Storm, all these different chapters that happen, because we do start out thinking it's this thing we want. We just want Broadway, We did, especially back then. If you had told me, and just to, from my own personal life, if you had told me 10 years ago that I'd become a journalist, and I would have a podcast, and I write articles that has millions and i only i only say this because it still freaks me out that it's true but i write every day for InSync magazine i write every day on my blog i write for et online i write for luxury magazines in las vegas but i've had hits on InSync magazine that got a million readers and they, i don't say that in a braggy way no, but you go like, me on. a million people read something i wrote really and that's just that's just 17 year old randy going i just want to sing and dance a bit
1: what an example you are for, you know, uh, people of our generation and of the next generation to say, there's not just one thing that you're right. capable oh. of, Yeah. but that one thing made you capable to handle the next thing. That dance career, yeah. those no's, all of those, you know, being that dancer boy in the fourth spot upstage, not mm-hmm. getting the part, all of that resilience, when a door does open to say, what am I capable of? Well, I always liked, I'm a good communicator. I mean, whatever led you into journalism, Mm -hmm. there was that path open because you were present. Like, and that's an example for people to say, I'm more capable than just this one thing. And whatever one box a casting director or Broadway or LA puts you in, that's not who you are. No, there are no limits. And I spoke to a a girl last night because we're doing an acting challenge, as I said, and we had done the Jack Cole project together where I said, do you remember we did the Jack Cole project and we made a dollar and a lip gloss. That was like our pay, (laughs) you know? And it, like I drove from New Jersey and I took two bridges to get there. It would cost me more money to get there than to be in the show. And we laughed because you think I loved it. We, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it was worth every loss of a dollar that it took to do it, but. And you know those are the things you treasure. You treasure them, and then you know, and then they're gone. And it's just a memory. And then you see that person's face, and you're like, wow. And I told her a little bit what I was doing. She's like, you'll do it. And I was like, how do you know? She goes, because I know. I know you, and you'll do it. If you're gonna do a musical, it's gonna be done. Like, no. and I said, God, can I just can I just push record? <laughs> you just I just keep hearing. it. does true. That. I was so scared, you know, you're scared and people sometimes-
0: That's what I wanted to ask. The last question I wanted to ask was that because that's such a question that people need to hear a lot because you are the epitome of strength on stage. You are just always, we know Rochelle Rack is strong. It's so funny. I I rarely say Rochelle. I say Rochelle Rack. It's just like, it's (laughs) a a thing.
1: Um, You you know, what's funny is
0: a lot of people might be surprised, the idea of fear. Do you ever feel fear? I used to- think I was afraid of everything. I remember one time I was, I was, when I used to go from company to company of Chicago. Quick story, I went to go fill in on a company of Chicago and we were doing my put-in rehearsal for this track I'd done and someone called in sick and they said, oh, Randy, you have to go on for those other two tracks you used to cover six months ago and we don't have time to do a walkthrough, but you know it. So I went on for two tracks with 30 minutes of notice and I remember going down the stairwell to the dressing rooms, it was here in Las Vegas, and I remember being scared out of my mind. I thought, I'm going to humiliate myself. And I remember I almost cried. I can't tell. The world never saw this, but I almost cried because I was afraid. And then you just go do it. And they said, just get where you need to get for the both parts because two different speaking parts. And I mean, it's like the, the dumb phrase, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. And the okay. whole thing is on Broadway and I can you write a fitness series? Sure.
1: What's the answer? What's the classic answer that you're always taught? Just say yes. Yes.
0: Just I, say yes. And you, every well, time.
1: I learn. Yeah. I mean, I think I learned that when I was, you know, a, a kid. Yes. I'll try. Starlight Express. I didn't roller skate. Yes. You know, sure. I'll put on skates and go 35 miles an hour. Sure. You know, those are the things you just kind of go, you're young, young. And, you know, we used to say young and dumb. We're not allowed to say that. But like, I was like, that, ah, sure. I'll do anything. I'll do an aerial eight times a week, you know. The fear, I felt it many times because I was often, even in like thou shalt not, I remember wanting to be the understudy for this part to raise your and Stroh saying to me, you're just not innocent enough. Okay, you know, I had done Fosse and I knew that I could probably pull it off and I just accepted it. You know, you accept those things. Until something happened, one of the understudies got injured, another one voice, and then she said, I was on like 48th Street and, you know, 9th Avenue and I saw her on the street and she said, do you think you could learn the part? And I said, I thought I wasn't innocent enough.
0: <laughs>
1: and then you realize you find yourself nine yeah. days later, you know, twirling around in a, on a twirling bed with Craig Bierko and you're on stage with Norbert Leo Butts and you're doing a part with a New Orleans accent and you're thinking, how did I get here? But it's that feeling like, like you have to be willing to say yes. And figure it out right. and that fear is when you're you know you're thinking about it too much i always say that you're, you know your body gives you the answer you know your mind can talk you out of it mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. in a minute i could say well you know maybe I, maybe i maybe i can't do that so i think that fear having fear is exhilarating and i i can't say i use it or i, yeah. I think about it but it's there, I would say now having more fear of not doing it and not trying it. I have zero fear of reaching out to someone saying, I'm doing this, would you be interested? I have none, no fear, no shame, no, oh, I'm needy, oh, none. And maybe I'm getting that from this generation or from my mm-hmm. students because you know they're not taught this, like this wall that they're there and they're better mm-hmm. than you and they're higher up nice. than you. And that boundary, I always say this generation is probably going to like actify everyone where there's not gonna, they're not going to wait to be seen. They're going to they're be seen. There's mm-hmm. going to be things that change. And I think it's time. I don't think people need to block you from getting in the door. Right. I think it's time to open up the doors. Yeah. And that is something that I certainly stand for and hope to keep pushing forward for young artists. Like find your way, don't right. wait yes, pay your dues, yes, do do the work, yes. Letting go of fear, that did not happen, I think, when I was younger. I think a lot of things I did were based in fear and fear of just, you know, not making the right decision. And now I go back to the actors, you know, is there a right decision? I could have done this, I could have done that. Right. And where would both of those paths taken you? Maybe right to where you are. You know, we don't know, and you were always expressing yourself from the time you were a young man I mean you were always mm-hmm. you know we had we had all sorts of different things and insecurities when we we're young you know that's part of you know show business but mm-hmm. look at what you've done with your life and you know you don't write or speak because so many people are listening you write and speak about yeah. what you write about because it comes from your heart right and that's why people listen and that's well, again
0: thank you I love talking with you so much. And this is so fun that I can see your face and like get all of this. This is giving me so much life just to hear all of this that you're doing. Just understanding how we go through this process called life. It takes us on this journey that we're still the people we always were. We bring that with us, but we just keep adding to it. And and the next thing you know, you're Rochelle Rack, Broadway veteran, on Broadway on demand. Ignite dance conventions, sass storm. Oh, and I'm getting my college degree while I'm at it because I'm I have 10 minutes left in the day. So, <laughs> I mean, just seriously, how awesome is that?
1: Grateful, and I'm I'm so grateful. I have the energy, and that little six-year-old that you know did a little peek-a-boo, uh-huh. It's interesting how much energy you can find, and and in your in your love of life, and that's really what I think this time is been about for me you know, loving and appreciating my life and the little things, and then finding the time, even if it's at 11 p.m. and that's when you're writing and and not saying, oh, I'm too tired. You know, those are the times where you have to have the grit. And that's the one thing that I think um, if I could share with anyone, it's finding that, like, appreciate the moment Mm -hmm. and if you have something to say it doesn't matter if it's at two in the morning I get up sometimes I don't know if you're haunted Mm -hmm. with this Mm -hmm. I have to get up and write it down like immediately so you know I'm just I'm really grateful that sometimes I'm really grateful and sometimes I think what would it be like to have like a brain that doesn't go twenty four (laughs) seven? Like, like what what would I be like then to be like oh I'm just gonna Watch Netflix tonight or so. Oh,
0: it's five. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) No, can you Mm -mm. I I get haunted by at three in the morning I wake up and I'm haunted by something I wanted to write and I forgot an idea. So I will get up and go to my computer and put it into a blog piece that's already published and go, Oh, I forgot this. I meant to put this in it, but I really think it connects the dots. And so I have to do this now at three in the morning. Really, Randy? Plus, seriously.
1: You know, you think it's, oh, it's not changing the world, but there is, there's something Mm -hmm. that happens for a reason. A lot of times people don't act on it. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's, that's the change that happened in me and in so many others where you're actually, you're acting on what you're feeling or what you're hearing. And you're not to say every idea is great. Trust me, I have real doozies, but the ones that are good, you find those. The only Mm -hmm. way to find them is to write, you know, a few flops of Mm -hmm. your own. And that's okay. The flops made me a better performer because you have to make things that don't work, work. That's mm-hmm. the part that I will also, when I teach kids, I'm like, not everything works. Not every step is mm-hmm. gonna be your favorite thing that you ever do, but your job is to make it look good. That's Absolutely. part of the challenge to make the choreographer. For that, I'm, I'm so you know, happy I got to do that. You know? And I had some great ones along the way. And if if you take the result out of it, Randy, which I learned much yeah. later in life, if you yeah. take the result out and you don't think I'm writing this for this or for, you know, and you just have an idea and you're just doing the work and then you open it up to say, Hey, I'm doing this. Would you mm-hmm. take a look at, it? you know, Fine. you're still taking a chance on it, but I'm not doing it for the result. And yes, we all have to make a living. I want to oh, yeah. create things and, and, you know, do things, but Taking the result out of everything I've done has been a relief. It's a relief to just kind of go, all right, I want to do this, and and see how I can give back, and see what I can do for others, and mentor, and and still be a part of this beautiful community that I love so much. I Maybe,
0: adore you, doll. I adore you. Oh, Michael yeah.
1: Caprio. I said hello. <laughs> I will. Randy, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I love you.
0: Thank you, Sass, for taking the time to chat on so many topics. For more information about Rochelle's current projects, you can head to, I'll have the links in the show notes, ignitedancelive.com for her dance conventions, sassstorm.com for her masterclasses. For her fitness classes, go to broadwayaccess.com. And we're going to have to wait for her original musical to land once the coronavirus pandemic ends. But trust and believe it will happen. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. Please remember, wear a face mask, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. See you next time.